Welcome to the Nolan Podcast from National Oil and Lube News. I'm your host, Associate Editor Hannah Bubser. As a shop owner, it's important to keep your skills sharp, staying updated on the industry, honing in on your leadership approach, and seeking out educational resources are just a few strategies that can help. For today's episode, I spoke about all of this and more with Victory Lane Quick Oil Change President and CEO, Justin Chalella. Okay, so um, let's start with you just giving an introduction to our listeners about yourself, about Victory Lane, and a little bit about your work with the Automotive Oil Change Association, too. Okay. Uh, My name is Justin Chalella. I'm the president and CEO of Victory Lane Quick Oil Change, uh, based out of Plymouth, Michigan. Um, Been in the quick lube business since 2009. Uh, when I joined Victory Lane as a franchisee, I then bought the company in 2014. Um, prior to that, I had a career in uh, the insurance industry. I was an executive with Progressive uh, Insurance Company for 17 years and uh, worked in um, on the operations side of the business in multiple states across the country. Um, I've got uh, an undergraduate degree, uh, from Wittenberg university and a master's degree in finance from, uh, Michigan state university. I'm also the current past president of the automobile uh, oil change association. I've been on the board of directors for several years with that, with that association. So, uh, kind of been, around the automotive space in various capacities for for a while. And let's talk a little bit about kind of the the quick lube industry as we know it today. Uh, Drawing from your experiences in this industry and your position, um, what do you think are the kinds of things that shop owners should be paying attention to across the industry right now? Um, there's a lot of things going on right now. I would say the number one, and I and I might differ from some of my colleagues on this, um, but I would say the number one um, issue facing anyone in the preventative um, uh, automotive space or the aftermarket space or the independent automotive repair space is the right to repair. Uh, um, that is the most pressing issue uh, and I think there's there's a lot of operators out there that don't understand uh, that their ability to open a hood on a vehicle hinges upon a, a law that was passed in 1973. Okay. Um, and every single day, every minute of every single day, you've got OEMs, dealer networks, and other constituents who are working against that, who want to limit our ability to access only data. That, that these vehicles are generating and that technical data that's needed to repair and service the vehicles, but even the, even the ability to, um, to open the hood. So, I mean, it gets as basic as that. So, you know, as people who make their livelihood in this industry, 
I think you've got to be keenly aware of what that what that means, what right to repair means, what the Magnuson Moss Warranty Act of 1973 means, and how that impacts your business. Um, and there's a, a lot of information there. The obviously the AOCA is probably the best place to get information uh, on that. But I know your magazine, Nolan, has uh, has done a lot of work and um, published a lot on the right to repair issues. Um, and that's just you know that's just one issue. I would say the the an issue that's right underneath right to repair facing this industry right now is data telematics. So the majority of new newer vehicles, 2018 and newer, are producing a tremendous amount of data. Um, you know, and that's everything from uh, how the vehicle's performing to how the driver's driving the vehicle to all the different maintenance things that are required for the vehicle and the different service intervals. So this data is extremely valuable to us as independent service providers, but it's also valuable to the OEMs, to the dealers. So there's a lot of people that want the data. There's a lot of fighting right now over who controls the data. Is it the vehicle owner that controls the data? Is it uh, the OEM? And there's a lot of, in my opinion, um, deceptive practices happening with that data. You know, you go, you buy a new car, uh, immediately they tell you to download the app at the dealership. People download the app thinking that, you know, they're going to get some functionality from it. Really what the app is doing is it's the link between the car and, uh, you know, the final, the final place where the data is going. And so you don't know it, but you've got the app on your phone. The minute you get in your car, that phone starts transmitting a bunch of data that it's receiving from the car and um, that can really be an issue and problematic for for independent um, uh, independent service providers like us uh, and then you've got everything else you've got environmental regulations are changing you know I would venture to say that um, if you're outside of the state of California you're probably not being affected by these by this stuff yet but it's coming your way. So motor oil is not considered hazardous waste by the EPA. Every year that issue comes up and there, and there, and there's fewer and fewer people pushing back on that designation. Once that designation happens, all kinds of other regulations start to cascade upon us. Um, one, you're going to have to treat it as hazardous waste. So there's a whole different a set of criteria on how to handle it. Um, you're going to probably have to pay to dispose of it. Uh, we could lose our service center exemption, which our uh, service station exemption, which per, uh, you know uh, uh, prevents us from being dragged into um, bankrupting environmental um, uh, uh, cleanup responsibilities. So there's a lot of stuff out there, you know, and then you've got obviously the industry consolidation that's happening and then uh you know depending on on where you are on that continuum that could be good that could be bad um those type of things so those are those are sort of the big things you know um i'm not in the camp of of the ev hysteria i'm not an ev denier they're gonna they're there um but when you look at 
The current car park in the United States, there's 286 million registered vehicles. There's about 4 million registered EVs. So I think there's a lot of room for um, for us to continue to service uh, internal combustion engines. And eventually uh, we'll, we'll get to the EV stuff. I know um, several companies, several suppliers that are already working on service um, uh, um, products for EVs. The AOCA did a uh, had an EV task force and actually came up with a recommendation, uh, a service recommendation list. So there's things happening on that front, but I think there's a lot of room to run with uh, with the current car park. So that was a lot. <laughs> <laughs> well, as you mentioned, yeah, there's there's a lot going on um, mm -hmm. and a lot of things for shop owners to keep track of. So. What are some suggestions you have for strategies um, where shop owners can really stay on top of this information and, and get what they need to know about what's going on in the industry and what they should be right. paying attention to? Right. So it's so it's all about education. And I think you've got to seek out sources of education within the industry. Um, you know, first and foremost, the AOCA is the preeminent um association for a lot of educational things. So there's an online tech academy that once you join the association, you get access to all those online courses and they go beyond just, you know, uh, how to change oil and policies and procedures that way. Uh, there's HR courses in there. There's, there's all kinds of stuff that as a business operator, um, you should, you should know, you should be aware of. So that's one resource. Nolan is another great resource in terms of trade magazines. It's probably the best resource um, for, you know, sort of the new trends, new things that are happening. Uh, I would also encourage folks to use um, their suppliers, to lean on their suppliers for, for information. Uh, you know, I don't want to give too many plugs to suppliers, but some of them have very good um, mobile apps that you can you know, you can uh, look up part numbers, you can uh, see consolidated part numbers, that type of stuff. Some of the oil suppliers, especially if you're with a branded oil company, um, offer a ton of training. You know, they all have lubricant academies that you can you can sign up for. You can learn about the various different uh, lubricants, understand um, the difference between, um, you know, synthetics and, 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 and blend oils and the different specs, where oils are going, where lubricants are going. Um, some of them are pretty interesting. You know, we've got companies out there now that are, are, um, are using plant-based lubricants. We've got companies that are using re-refined lubricants. Uh, we've got companies that are using, um, lubricants made from natural gas. So it's pretty interesting and, and all of that stuff is, is valuable information to the operator um, because look, there's 300 and 300 plus models of vehicles sold in the United States. I think it's like 344 different models. So you, you're not going to be able to know all the technical information on every single one of those models, but you need to know where to get it. And I think there's a lot of good places out there. Your POS systems, you know, we we happen to use um, ISI in our company. Um, 
they do a great job with their with their ESM screens and providing a ton of technical data on the back end so that as an operator um, you have more more access to, to to knowledge about the different vehicles that you're servicing so this episode of the Nolan podcast is sponsored by Valvoline You've invested a lot of time and money building your QuickLube brand. Are you leaving profit on the table due to labor shortages, limited inventory, or unreliable suppliers? Valvoline can help. Valvoline's premium brand can help streamline your business, drive traffic, and maximize your bottom line while retaining the name and reputation your customers trust. Not only can you get all of your products in one place with Valvoline, but you can also leverage their award-winning ASE-certified training programs. To learn more about what Valvoline has to offer, visit partner.valvoline.com or click the link in this episode description. And something that I think goes in hand in hand with some of what we've been talking about are leadership strategies and looking at the, the bigger scope of being a quality leader in this industry. Um, so what what resources are out there for leadership kind of tightening your leadership skills, um, learning a little bit more about being a good leader, considering all of these things that are happening across the industry right now, how can shop owners focus on their leadership as well? Um, Lots of good, there's lots of resources out there. Again, I would point back to um, some of the stuff that's, that's, um, you know, in the Nolan magazine, the different articles um, from the editorial articles that are in there on leadership though that's that's a good reference point um aoca offers uh, at our annual convention we always have educational sessions there leadership is always a key component of that but if you don't do any of that i think you can do some basic things as a shop owner the first thing is start from the bottom Start from the bottom of your shop. Go into, if you have a basement or, or a shallow pit, whatever it is, but start at the bottom and start looking around and, and start observing. Try not to you know turn off your filters, but start observing what is happening in your facility. You will learn a lot. Um, you will learn how difficult it is to remove skid plates. You'll learn, um, you know, uh, all of the uh, places, you know, that oil filters are put that are the most inconvenient for servicing. And and what does that help you do? It helps you understand what your technicians are going through. It helps you understand um, how long it's going to take to service the vehicle. It helps you understand what type of tools, um, how you're how, how you're set up underneath the car. You know, and then you kind of work your way up. You have to know this business from the from from the bottom up. You can't come in and and start opening up hoods of cars and looking at things and making and making judgment calls. It doesn't work that way. You start from the bottom up. And, and, and I believe that in any business. Um, uh, I, I can tell you, uh, I personally know people that are, are, are well, look, the, the, the CEO of the, of the company I work for, I work for two companies in my entire life, Progressive Insurance and Victory Lane. The current CEO of a $75 billion insurance company uh, started out as a claims adjuster in the field. Okay. And she worked her way all the way up to the CEO of that company. Um, and the reason she was the most logical candidate when you looked at her career 
is because she moved cross-functionally across just about every, every department within the company. And so at the end of the day, when you're, when you're looking and, and choosing a new CEO, sure, there was probably more, you know, different CEOs that came in from bigger companies, what have you, but no one understood the business um, as well as she did because she moved, you know, through the business. Same thing here. You need to move through your business. You need to, you know, uh, not only look at it from the bottom up, look at it from the outside in, go across the street, you know, from your business and look at, look at how it looks on the outside. Is it appealing to customers? Do you have a traffic problem? Uh, you know, is it aesthetically, does it fit with the type of service you're trying to provide? You know, I think that most people who are listening to this podcast, who are part of the association, who care about the industry are not out there, you know, uh, devaluing the industry and, you know, trying to do this stuff for, for $19.99 or 20 bucks. They understand the value that's involved here, but in order to bring that value proposition home and make money at this, you, you've got to look at it through multiple lenses. You know, you know, can you see it through the customer's eyes? Can you see it, see it through the owner's eyes? Can you see it through the employee's eyes? Um, you know, I would say beware of the gimmick stuff out there. Okay. Sure. Soft skills are important. Um, you, you need to understand that, but this isn't about, um, fancy words and, 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 and motivation. Those are two different things. Leadership and motivation are two different things. Um, in order to lead the organization, you need to be educated on what's happening in your business. And if you're not, uh, um, you're not going to be very successful. And I, I like what you said there about looking at it from different lenses, because I think that's really applicable and applicable even to our conversation today of staying informed on the industry and staying informed on your business as well. So I'm wondering if there are other things in that realm that you think shop owners should be seeking continued education on, like, are there any um, tools that are helpful for them or procedures or just kind of general knowledge that keeps both the industry itself in mind and also the state of their, their own shop and their own business? Yeah, I mean, I think, again, I, you know, I, I came into this as a multi-store owner, and then obviously now I own the, the all of Victory Lane, and we're, we're operating in nine different states with, with a lot of stores. So I've always tried to take a little bit more of a macro view of things, but, you know, there's there, there are a ton of resources out there. You've got to seek them out. I think the first thing that you need to do um, and I sound like a broken record here when I say is join your trade association, but join the trade association, get involved, understand um, everything that they have to offer. There's a there's a plethora of information within the within the AOCA trade association that you can um, you can get access to. Um, beyond that, there's other groups out there. Um, you know, I would encourage people to uh, to network um, with other shop owners. I know there's some groups out there that do that, um, you know, even to a pretty high level where they share, um, they sort of share, uh, I guess, their own proprietary data with one another 
in the hopes of collectively moving their organization forward. And uh, a lot of those folks have, you know, mentorships with smaller operators and they try to help those operators, um, you know, get through the various issues. Um, I, I think that I, I'm just, I would encourage people to think beyond the technical aspects of this job. A, a lot of folks get, get hung up with, oh, there's there's all these new specs of oil coming out and there's all these new filters and, and you have cartridge filters and spin-on filters and this and that. Look, all of that information is easily found. It, it really is. The part of this job that's probably more nuanced is, you know, are you understanding um, how the labor force is changing? Okay. Um, I mean, I speak to shop owners all the time and they're amazed that, you know, um, you know, we've got you know, our company, 35% of our store managers are female. That was not the way it was when I started in this business in 2009. Um, but you're getting, you're getting I don't know, all different kinds of people that are, that are applying for jobs. The labor market's changing. Are you equipped to handle that? I think some people are not equipped to handle that. Um, you know, you're, if you're using a payroll service like Paychex or ADP, all of those companies offer HR solutions, which then can help you um, hire and, 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 and manage your folks uh, better. Um, and especially if you have, you know, reservations on, you know, how do I, you know, if I wanted to hire female managers, how do I find them? Where do I, where do I look? Um, they can help you with all of that type of stuff. So, yeah, I mean, there's, there's a lot of resources out there. Um, I mean, you know, I probably more than I can rattle off right now, but I think you, you really have to understand that this is not the nineties and it's not the early two thousands when, um, you know, you could count on, you know, 50 to a hundred cars a day going through your shop. And it was all a bunch of, of, of male employees that, that came to work and, and didn't give you any problems. I mean, that, that, that ship has sailed. We're dealing with younger generations. We're dealing with people from all, all different walks of life. Um, and the car counts have decreased dramatically. Um, and so now we're fighting for every single car that's in the bay. You've spoken about a lot of really great resources, a lot of important topics today. Um, is there anything else in that realm that you think is worth mentioning here for, for shop owners? Any other resources, any other topics or, or strategies that you can think of that um, are worth pointing out? Um, yeah, I would say, you know, one of the things that we get asked all the time is, um, you know, how do I market my business? You know, I don't or, 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 you know, we'll, we'll talk to folks and they'll say, I don't have a marketing budget. I don't need to market. Well, you do. I haven't met anyone who has a 100% captive market where they're the only game in town and um, there's no competition of any kind. So you have to market your business. That has changed, um, you know, 180 degrees from when we started. You know, we used to do um, the coupon magazines and the clippers and the paper reminder cards. It's all digital now. 
it's all text reminders now. How do you get involved with that? You know, your Google review is probably one of your most valuable assets. Are you generating Google reviews every day? If you're not and you're in a competitive market, you're losing. And and these are things that um, they're not difficult to, to, to figure out, but you've got to do some research um, and, and, and learn about them. But, you know, how you market the business is definitely has definitely changed. I think that there um, there's a lot of um, a lot of new things coming down. I mean, there's a, obviously uh, electric vehicles are, are going to be a part of the car park. You know, how do you service them? Is there is there opportunities for operators today to service those vehicles? Absolutely. Your suppliers um, are already making the hydraulic fluids and the cooling fluids that those vehicles need. Your trade associations working on uh, uh, service recommendations. Now, they're still evolving. So there's not necessarily um, a lot of technical data available right now, but it's something to just kind of keep, keep in the back of your mind that, Hey, these things are coming down the road. Um, employee management tools, simple things like, um, digital scheduling apps. Those are things that you can download from the internet, uh, from the app store that are very inexpensive that help you manage your schedule on your mobile phone. Now, as an owner, I may not find that appealing, but I can guarantee you your workers do. So when they want to swap a shift with someone, when they need to um, modify a shift or, or call off or whatever, they can do it digitally. Then you can go on there and you can make some changes to, um, you know, uh, to resolve any any situations that come up. That's sort of how you kind of stay you know, relevant in this, in this, uh, in this business. If you're all about, you know, if you're only about changing oil and that's all I'm going to do, it's going to be a very, very tough road um, ahead. You know, I, I mean, I, I, I think I've used the term a couple times now. We're preventative maintenance providers. We're providing us a whole host of preventative maintenance um, services that these vehicles need. So, that's really kind of where you have to see yourself and then you kind of go from there. Thanks for listening to the Nolan podcast from National Oil and Lube News. For more content, visit nolan.net and follow Nolan on Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. If you enjoyed today's episode, make sure that you never miss another. Subscribe to the Nolan Podcast wherever you listen. I'm Associate Editor Hannah Bubser, and I'll talk to you more next time.